Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is the Coin Empire podcast. I'm Mel, one of the hosts, and this is Luke, the other Yo. host. Uh, we're joined here by uh, two coin experts. We've got Wes Mole, who's the owner and operator of Empire Gold and Silver. That's correct. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, Wes Turner, who's been a very close friend and colleague to me and both Wes Mole. So uh, let's get started. Uh, this week's topic is coin shows. Uh, so my que- my first question is, um, you know, what is a coin show? Like, how would you explain that to people? You want to explain it good or explain it badly? <laughs> just like a general <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's really just a uh, it's, it's like a trade show for people who really like coins. Uh, you know, they can be small as, as small as you know ten to fifteen dealers, or you know, the largest coin shows in the country, or you know, six seven hundred dealers. So uh, it's really coin dealers getting together, bring their inventory and set up at like an exposition and a lot of wholesale business is done between the dealers and then the general public gets to come in too and see what's, uh, what's available for, you know, their collection. And they do different cities every weekend, right? And you guys travel to those? Oh, yeah, we do. I think I figured it out. We do about 37 shows a year. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. We could literally do one every weekend if we wanted to, but, you know. I'm trying to keep my marriage together, and Wes is trying to keep his relationship <laughs> intact. So. I mean, 37 shows a year, that's almost every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's uh, way over half. Yeah. Um, and do you normally, like, sell stuff right then, or do people, like, order stuff as far as, like, customers or dealers? Like, do you have the product to sell right then in, in bulk, or do you um, do they come by later to your store or whatnot? Um. We have sometimes where, you know, people will give us some heads up and say, hey, I'm looking for this or this, and we bring that product to the show, or they work out the deal ahead of time, or, but a lot of times, you know, we just show up, and <clears throat> a lot of times we're known as, like, the bullion guys, so we bring a lot of gold, uh, one-ounce gold stuff, and a um, bunch of silver, 90% silver, all that kind of stuff, and we bring all that, and they come to make a beeline for us usually and are like, Hey, I need this, this, and this. And it just goes on from there. Yeah. I mean, we show up with a variety yeah. of bullion and coins. So I would say we take, we take a, a lot of different items there. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't have it, you know, most likely somebody else at the show will have it if we don't. And if they don't, they can always order it. Uh, some of the yeah. shows we do are monthly. So we're doing it once a month. If we don't have it that month, we can bring it the next month. So, do dealers get discounts with other dealers uh, as far as, or is it the same for them as it is for like the customers that come to the shows? Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's a discount. So there, you know, there's a wholesale price. Sure. That I would say that, right. you know, if you're in the know, you know what it is. Uh, it's hard for just the general public to walk up and get that price. Um, right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a code of honor. So there are some dealers who, <laughs> who will sell to the public at the same price as they would another dealer. Um, you know, some people frown upon that. I can't really get upset about it because if it's something you really want to move, then you'll sell it for what you can get for it. So, um, But as a rule, I would say a, a dealer can buy it cheaper than the public or, or a bigger discount. So you have like, so you like, you know, when you go, you have like tables. Everyone has their own tables and their own section. Um, and then you bring cases, which are like clear boxes and you can put items in it and display mm-hmm. it. So people walk by and they think, oh, I want that. And then sometimes people have a price tag on them. Is that normally like the wholesale price or is that like the retail price? 
And then if you're a dealer, do you go up and you're like, well, it says thirty dollars, but like, can you do twenty five? Yeah, I mean, you never pay the first price if you're a dealer. Uh, <laughs> you know, most of the time, what's marked on there is what they want to sell it to the general public for. It's kind of like walking into Walmart, whatever it's listed at, where they're priced at is what they want for it. Um, you know, it depends on the situation. If I know that, I do something called a sport chisel. Even okay. if it's cheap, and even if it's the right price, you got a sport chisel a little bit. Because you don't pay the first okay. price. Right. And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, worst case scenario, they say, no, you buy it anyway. But um, as a rule, uh, what they have marked on there is usually the retail. Gotcha. Uh, on eBay, people, like, offer stuff. And I'll just, like, I always counter offer. <laughs> and, like, sometimes I lose the sale. But I'm, like, I had to do my due diligence to <laughs> at least try yeah. to get the counter offer. And sometimes in. it's a small offer. Dude. Yeah. So It'll be I like... lost a sale over 25 cents yeah. a few days ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I mean... Probably, you know, years ago, it was more, uh, more natural for, especially in America, that you would, you would dicker about things and you try to, you know, get a better price. Nowadays, it's kind of a lost art. Uh, I feel yeah. like our industry, uh, maybe like the gun industry and stuff like that, you sure. still have that kind of, uh, you know, dickering back and forth. So, uh, you know, most of the time people just walk up and pay whatever you have marked on it. Well, sure. and yeah. also a lot of the dealers know who you are. So sure. they know you're a dealer. So they yeah. know you're going to walk up and you're not going to pay those prices. Yeah. Right. I always, even if it's marked what they want, I always ask them, how much is this? Because yeah. they you will usually just discount it anyways. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think part of that is just like people are more nervous or like scared. I think because of technology and being able to like say things online, you wouldn't say in person. So then like you get in front of someone, you're like, I'll just take the asking price. I don't yeah. want to have to be like, yo, yeah. would you take this? Because like a lot of times they probably would take that. Yeah. But it's like. Ah, I don't want to like put myself out there and then get shut down. Like yeah. that'd be the worst thing that could ever happen to yeah. me. <laughs> Behind a keyboard, it's really easy yes. to make a counter offer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Again, I think it's like kind of a lost art. Yeah. Uh, especially in person, because I guess people get embarrassed to sure. ask for a, a lesser price. I don't know. But that's not an issue for you. Uh, no, that's no problem for me. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> so, how do you decide what you're going to take with you to a show? Oh, we just kind of have an idea of what's selling at the moment, like. Especially one ounce gold stuff is always popular. One ounce silver rounds, silver bars, that kind of stuff. It's always popular, and we know it's going to sell every time we take it. So we try to keep a good stock of that kind of uh, material. And silver eagles are always a good seller. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say we keep like there are like four or five core items that yeah. we keep, but it's kind of like you know what did we buy this week? Yeah. So whatever yeah. we bought during the week, we'll sure. usually take to the coin show and. Gotcha. You know, throw it out there and see what happens. But uh, like Wes said, um, you know, we keep one ounce silver, one ounce gold. All the stuff that we know we're going to sell on the regular, we take. And we take little surprises that we bought through the week. So, <laughs> uh, How many people do you normally take? Like, what kind of crew goes into this? Because obviously, you know, you're only one person. So yeah. if someone's walking around, you don't want to lose a sale. Yeah, it's uh, usually me and Wes just going. Like, we become the... Tag team duo. Tag yeah. team duo. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, uh, a lot of times, you know, I can sit there and deal with the public while he's going around looking for deals or looking for something that we're really needing. Or, but I, I usually kind of manage the table and take care of that. Do you like doing that? I do. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, you get some idiots walk up and, <laughs> yeah. you know, a you're bit like, nice. yeah, you know, <laughs> well, you, you know, you have a set price of what you're doing on silver or something. They'd be like, Oh, I, I, those spots at $22. Like, yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, I mean, the price is up. Like, why can't I get it for $22? Like, 
well, it costs us more to get that, get it yep. than that. So right, yeah. used to have those kind of people, but for the most part, you know, coin shows are pretty knowledgeable knowledgeable people who come up and know exactly what they're looking for and easy, pretty easy to deal with. So yeah. I, I would say for sure, like coin shows versus like people walking into the office. You know, they're more educated mm-hmm. that are coming to coin shows. You know, they're sure. they're taking the time because they want to you know finish their collection. They know what's going on. Um, you know, some of them are still idiots. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> as, as a whole, I'd say it's more educated uh, people, especially about the industry. So do you see a lot of the same people? Oh, yeah. I mean. Like the public people? They go to all yeah. the shows? Yeah. I mean, we call it the circuit. And so, okay. you know, in a certain region of the country, we'll see, we may be two or three shows in a matter of four weeks, and we will see the same people over <laughs> yep. and over and over again. So, And uh, how far do you guys travel for those? Like you stay within a certain region, or sometimes mm-hmm. you go further. I guess about the furthest we go is Florida. Yeah, Orlando. Eight, yeah, um, and that's nine, the big one, right? Yeah, that's the that's the fun show. It's yeah. one of the probably I think it's the largest uh, as far as like number of dealers. Yeah, we had a call one year. I think it was 2019. They called us to ask if Tanya Coin wanted to go, and I don't think they had heard the news about my dad yet. And they were like, "Yeah, tell Lewis we've got his his um uh, usual spot." Right next to the mint. I know he likes to be there, so we make sure he's there. And That's I was awesome. like, I had to break the news to them. Right. But um, how does, like, the location of, like, where you're placed in the show, how does that play into it? Because I know also you bring banners. You have, like, a big sign. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And no one else really has a sign. So, like, when you walk in, you know exactly where you already are, no matter where you are in the, in the room. I mean, just having something, like, just so much, like, We'll get texts and be like, hey, man, I'm coming to the show. Where y'all at? I'm like, just look for the look for our banner over right. the wall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just it it gets people's attention. Um, yeah. and then also, I mean, there are more and more people doing banners now. That you know, at the fun show, there are tons of banners. So, uh, but it, it it just helps. You know, people, especially people you've done business with in the past, they look for you. Sure. Yeah. So you don't want to forget the banner. Yeah. Uh, that Orlando <laughs> show is it, is it just once a year? or They do it a lot. I think they have the big ones in January, but they also have a summer fun show that's a little bit smaller, but also still pretty big. So. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as location, like within a show where they put you, uh, some of it matters. You know, obviously you don't want to be in the back facing the other way. Yeah. Um, or right next to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, believe it or not, next to the bathroom is, is not yeah. bad. You know, <laughs> right. I used to have in the Baltimore show, I had the, the table between the men's and the women's bathroom in the back of the room. So that's mm-hmm. where you had to go. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so, so everybody's got a foot trap. Yeah. Other yeah. than being at the back of the room, yeah. you know, everybody had to go at some point. So, but it, some of that matters, but most people seek you out or i find that they seek us out sure so. that's good to have a good reputation yeah. what would you if just i mean this, you might not know this but just a guess what would you say your like uh revenue percentages of like being in the store selling product versus being at a show selling product for like a year hmm. I, I would say we're probably at least 75 to 80 percent revenues at shows really yeah i mean and, that, and that's changed some over the past couple of years because there's sure. more people buying from the store from us um, but most of our business is wholesale business done at coin shows or we buy the product at coin shows and then we go back and we'll ship it. Yeah. So yeah, we do a lot of business at coin shows. Do you guys have a website and ship product from there or you don't do e-commerce at all? Uh, currently we don't do e-commerce. We okay. just, we don't have the crew. Sure. And to be quite honest, we're 
we're not super organized most of the time. So, <laughs> most I mean, I was about to say, yeah. who is? Yeah, like, yeah. we just don't no. want to. Obviously not. Coin dealers are, are typically not. If you're a good coin dealer, you're probably not organized. Yeah, it's, I don't want to do something and overpromise, underdeliver. It's sure. just, if I can't do it right, um, I don't really want to do it because, yep. you know, like on, like on eBay, you get negative sure. feedback and yeah. you, just, you yeah. don't need that. Yeah, so. we're dealing with that right now. Yeah, yeah we have one negative feedback but we think it's a scammer probably over something silly or you don't even know it yeah. happens it's yeah well this guy who claimed that a product we sent him was broken but then when we asked for a picture he's like oh i threw it away in a fit of rage it's like oh, okay. yes, so... and we and we offered to <laughs> yeah. send him a new one he was like no i'd rather have a refund yeah so... and then, like i looked through his, his his feedback and he had one from six months ago that said like hey this guy's left seven negative feedbacks out of 11 purchases like and he's like using it as leverage basically to get refunds with yeah. the free yeah. product like so there's guys out there that uh, yeah. that's all they do yeah, yeah. I and mean, they literally work it just to get money it's crazy so, so yeah. i'm trying to Silly. dispute that right now <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean especially like when you have such a good reputation and people seek you out and they know what you do and they trust your work like you don't want to jeopardize that by trying to do too much with like not enough people sure. not enough organization so i mean yeah i believe in doing what we do well and just try to get better at that you know yeah. maybe down the down the road we hire more crew. Sure. It's, I mean, that it's the future. Online is the future. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, it's, you know, we're face-to-face, -face, kind of like we talked about in our earlier episodes. So. Yeah. Well, it, with wholesale, you kind of have to be face-to-face -face or over the phone. Sure. Because, like, mm -hmm. you got to call. you got to know what you got today, right now. Mm -hmm. And then you got to call back and be like, hey, I'm looking for this. Right. Yeah. So, it, a lot of that is better face-to-face. -face. Some things you can do without seeing, but most of the time, you want to see what you're buying. Yeah. And you're, I'd say you're probably less with the public. And more with dealers, right? Like that's normally what you do. Yeah, we. I, yes, I mean for sure. I mean we we do a lot more wholesale business dealer to dealer than we do like, you know, us to the general public. Do you? What do you think the pros and cons are for that? Uh, usually the margins are smaller dealer to dealer because you're working at a wholesale level. Um, but one of the pros is you don't have to deal with the general public who's usually yeah. not quite as educated. You know, they want to argue and all that good stuff. So <laughs> I mean. Obviously, we'd like to get the extra margin, but sometimes it's not worth the headache. Yeah. Do you think you can move product quicker by dealer to dealer? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can pick up the phone and sell a million dollars, you know, in five minutes. That's, that's easy. You know, the general public is looking for certain things. You know, they don't want to yeah, buy a million dollars worth of stuff from me, but they, they'll buy, yeah. you know, 500. Right. <laughs> like we have so. a lot of customers who are looking for a very specific coin. So we mm -hmm. have to take use a lot of our time looking for those inquiries. Sure. And um, helping them fill their collection, mm -hmm. um, which is fine because at the end of the day, they might spend a lot of money, mm -hmm. but it definitely takes a different priority list. And especially like when you have a long list of inquiries and then like a lot of those don't transition to sales. Like yeah. either we take too long and they buy from someone else or yeah. the price isn't right or they think the price isn't right. And like, you know, we lose a sale and we wasted like an hour looking yeah. for a particular product. And And part of that is because you know, we're trying to get organized. Yeah. We're trying to get organized, but you know, yeah. it's hard, especially. Oh, there's just so many products. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just unbelievable. People do don't realize have... how, how many yeah. things there are in the coin yeah. industry. So if you had a shelf for everything, it'd be like, it could fill a, it'd be 8, a Walmart. 8,000 yeah. square foot <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for warehouse. Sure. Like it's just yeah. so many different things out there. Yeah. I too. can't think of an industry with like more variations. Like I, yeah, yeah. I just, there's just so much that goes into it. And like I'm in I'm into guns, I'm into knives, and I'm into some other things that are like there's a lot of variations in, sure. in those markets, but like this is like bar none, just yeah. way more. Like well, another question I guess was um, you know, obviously there's gotta be a lot of like precautions and 
security because mm-hmm. you have valuable stuff. Like, I think we talked before, um, Wes Turner, like, you know, after you finish a show, you don't, you don't stop, you don't go to the bathroom, you don't stop for food yeah. Yeah, because you don't know who's following you. You don't know, like, yeah. you just don't know. You at least want to drive like a couple of hours or pretty far out before you even think about stopping. I mean, of course, yeah. you know, I have a concealed carry license, which I carry my gun too. So that yeah. makes me feel a little bit better. And it's just, uh. Yeah, it's something to always think about. So, I mean, yeah, you just have to be vigilant. I mean, it's yeah, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any incidents, but there are times where people are followed and they're not paying attention. Mm. And you know, luckily for uh, us, there's two of us, so if we need to stop and use the restroom, or you know, we need stopping, do whatever. You know, somebody's always with the uh, the inventory, so that that's good. And you know, you do things like before the day before you leave the show, you fill up your car. Yeah. So that way, when you load right. up, you just get on the road and keep going. So. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to be uh, eyes wide open because I mean, even that particular part of being followed, but even at the coin shows, there's people yeah. who are out to literally just try to get you. So. I went one time with my dad to an out of town show, and we stayed at some a hotel, and he specifically requested the room at the end by the exit door, and he wanted a parking spot right outside that room so he could look out the window and make sure that the car wasn't being broken into or it, mm. or stolen or anything like that. And I know that probably sounds like being paranoid. I know. We, we carry but... all of our actual product into the hotel room every time. Yeah. yeah. Nothing uh, ever I mean, stays in the car. You have to. I mean, it's, number one, your insurance, if you have insurance coverage, is not going to cover you if you don't mm-hmm. have somebody with it. Yeah. And it's just, it's too risky. I mean, listen, cars get broken into all the time. Yeah. Sure. Uh, for and they $5. Might have, yeah. You know, right. They'd hit the jackpot if they. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they probably, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you just got to, you got to be with it all the time. Um, so do you normally do the shows like on, only on the weekends, right? Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays? Um, yeah. as a rule, I mean, most of them are weekend shows. So mm-hmm. it would start, say like Friday, Saturday, and they would have a short day on Sunday. Uh, like the fun show starts for dealers. I think Wednesday is the first mm-hmm. day. Wednesday. And so there's like two wholesale trading days and then you have the public mm-hmm. on Friday and Saturday, but they're actually, I think they stopped doing it on Sunday now. So it's just Friday, Saturday. So, so I was going to say, does that mean you work seven days a week? Some days, some, some <laughs> weeks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's some days where we're 18, 19 days in a row yeah, sometimes. Well, how how do you handle that? Uh, well, you just kind of get in the groove and you don't really think about it. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like when you like what you do, I mean, you can think of it like you could be working 12 hour shifts, you know, sure. this yeah. is not as intense like labor intensive uh you know mentally it can be a strain but you know we try to like we try to take a week off at least you know every once in a while even if we have a show that we're scheduled sometimes we'll cancel it because it's just too much Mm -hmm. and you know we want to see our families so yeah (laughs) right yeah or like holidays coming up or something yeah all right, guys, we're going to wrap it there for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you want a question answered on the show by either Mel or I or Wes or Wes, uh, we made up a, a Gmail account. It's askempire at gmail.com. So you can send our questions there, uh, and we will get those answered on the show. And until next time, we'll see you out there.